Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Vanessa is a 26-year-old female who comes in today after a recent ER visit. She was there because she was experiencing palpitations. Vanessa's in law school is under a great deal of stress. She reports a past medical history significant only for migraines, but she's worried something's wrong. It's more than just stress and anxiety this time, and that's why she went to the emergency room. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Marianne Montague, instructor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School, term lecturer at the MGH Institute of Health Professions, and visiting assistant professor at Fitchburg State University. Marianne, wow, poor Vanessa, what's going on? That's a tough situation to be in. What, what do you think might be her problem? And how do we make the diagnosis? I feel for Vanessa because, and many individuals like her, because it seems like her symptoms may have been minimized and she doesn't feel validated in seeking care. Um, so, you know, this makes me think of POTS and, and what does POTS stand for? Postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Some associate POTS with tachycardia and hypotension, but all reality, that isn't the criteria for POTS, which is important to know. So to approach diagnosing POTS, it is important that as a clinician, we take a thorough history. The history helps us narrow down what a patient's struggling with and also take a physical exam, including orthostatic vital signs, EKG, and even a 24-hour health or monitor can be helpful. So what is the diagnostic criteria for POTS? It is a sustained heart rate with an increase of greater than 30 beats per minute, and that's 10 minutes after standing, or in individuals 12 to 19, greater or equal to 40 beats per minute. It is the absence of significant hypotension. So that's important to know. It's the absence of significant hypotension And that's less than or equal to 20 over 10 mmHgs. Frequent symptoms of orthostatic intolerance, that's worse with upright or quick positional changes. Patients might complain of including lightheadedness, palpitations, tremors, weakness, and visual changes or fatigue. Okay, so Vanessa has a history for migraines. Um, is that commonly seen with POTS? And, and if so, what other conditions are commonly seen? So actually, that's a great question. Vanessa does have a history of migraines, which has impacted her for many years. But she seems to understand how her body reacts to her migraines. But it is found that individuals with POTS, the prevalence is 40% of those individuals also have migraines. Another comorbid condition that has been noted is hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and hypermobile spectrum disorder, myalgic encephalomitis or chronic fatigue syndrome, as well as fibromyalgia, autoimmune disorders, 
mast cell activation disorder, and also, interestingly enough, celiac disease. Quite a few things associated with it. All right. So assuming that her workup is consistent with the criteria to make the diagnosis of postural orthostatic hypo, uh, tachycardia syndrome, what can we do to treat it? So once POTS is identified, which can be a challenge because many individuals, it takes years to come to a diagnosis. Management to this is there's also pharmacological and non-pharmacological treatments. The paper by Za Brooks and company discussed how there has been benefits to trialing a gluten-free diet in individuals who are diagnosed with POTS. Individuals have benefited with significant symptom management. I think a lot of that comes into play because celiacs is also known as a comorbid condition. And we know that in her case, she's a busy student. It's important to also talk about the non-pharmacological treatments that include increasing water, increasing salt in the diet, and as well as compression socks also have been found. There are pharmacologic interventions such as beta blockers, and you have to make sure that somebody, you want to look at how they tolerate things when they're standing up in an upright position or moving quickly. If beta blockers are contraindicated because the heart rate standing is high, there's other options that could be used as well. And you know what? It's important that we we just monitor her symptoms. If her blood pressure is low as well, there's also other medications that can be used. Okay. So POTS sometimes is considered a pejorative diagnosis or it's under underdiagnosed at best. Can you talk a bit about that? Just like Vanessa's case, she ended up in the ER, right? And the, she had a lot of stress and anxiety and her symptoms were chalked up to anxiety and she was discharged. So her voice and her history of symptoms were never explored. And so that's where it's so important to listen to our patients because this can lead to increased ER visits, patients struggling, and even misdiagnosis. It's shown that many patients, it can take up to even four years and there's, they're referred to a specialist and the specialist has a long wait. But in the meantime, these patients are struggling and are very symptomatic. So after you rule out any other conditions that could cause tachycardia, such as anemia, um, hypovolemia, orthostatic hypotension, and more, you want to delve into what can I do to help reduce the symptomatology for these individuals, and how can I get them help? All right. Well, uh, it sounds like we've got a couple of options to help Vanessa, and I'm sure she'll be relieved to know that there is help for her, and it's not just related to the situational stress that she's under. Thanks, Marianne, for bringing her, her case forward. Thank you. Practice pointer. POTS is found to affect around 300,000 Americans, and this is before COVID. Many individuals are misdiagnosed, and it takes four years to, or more to get a diagnosis. The goal is to increase awareness and have discussion among patients and clinicians, and it can help facilitate earlier diagnosis and improve symptom management. Join us next time when we discuss a recent real-world trial in helping your young child learn to sleep through the night. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, 
please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.